how would I be in this conversation or how would I run this meeting if I was even more of a powerful leader, if I took more accountability, if I wanted my voice to land with more strength and more impact, what would I do? Allowing yourself to be messy and human is going to be one of the most helpful things you can do. You have all the elements working for you. You are the most strong, the most stable, the most solid, the most confident you're ever going to feel. That is the best place to begin to play. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik. And my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in this week. I'm very excited about today's episode, which is all about your voice and meetings and confidence and all of the fun things that I love talking about so, so much. Before I dive in, I will introduce myself. Well, hello there. I am Jess. Some of you have been listening to the show for a very long time. Some of you maybe found it a few months ago, and I know some of you are new. And if you are new, it is so wonderful to have you here. I'm Jess, I'm the host of this podcast and it's a show for women in the nine to five space. And I really try to do everything I can on here to give you the tools to feel strong and confident and find your voice and build a sort of strength and confidence in yourself and your voice that can last through anything, that can weather any storm that you'll keep with you for your entire career. That is what I want to help you build. I spent many years in the nine to five space, and I'm now currently a full time coach for women in the nine to five space. And I coach on all the things I talk about on this show confidence, finding your voice, battling imposter syndrome, becoming a strong, powerful leader. And today's episode is really all about that because one of the ways that you lead is in a room with your voice in a meeting. And it's so important for you over time to figure out how to grow the strength in your voice, the conviction in what you're sharing so that you can land with impact. And today's episode will really help you do that. And if you are looking for even deeper, like you want to go even deeper into this topic of meetings and your presence in meetings and your voice in meetings, you should definitely, definitely get my free executive presence course, which is called Speak Like a CEO. This is a video course. It is a three-part course. It is very fun. It's also very immersive. And I teach you what you need to know to land really powerfully in a room full of people and to land as someone who is strong and confident and who is the leader, the authority in the room. When you know that you're speaking in a way that makes you the leader, you have this inner spark, this inner vigor, this inner confidence that helps you enter into that room feeling really powerful and knowing that you know exactly how to communicate in a way that lands very effectively and very powerfully for your audience. And this free video course teaches you the fundamental skills of how to do that. I will link it below in the show notes, and you can also find it if you go to my website, jessguzikcoaching.com slash free resources. And now we're talking about meetings. I'm excited. I'm really excited about this topic because when I think about like finding your voice in meetings, 
there are elements of it that I think are really hard and scary, especially like bigger meetings or the situations that are maybe really, really intimidating to you. That's kind of the really hard stuff. But there's also so many components of finding your voice that is like the most fun work that you will ever do. And today I'm really touching on both like the really hard parts and the really fun parts. And this makes me so excited because what I am learning from interacting with the incredible women and even some men in this community, there are, we have dudes here. Um, But what I'm learning from interacting with all of you is a lot of the clients that I work with haven't had much exposure to this process of like learning to have fun, bring in confidence into your voice and your body. And it's like such a magical thing to share with you because if you've never really like worked on like self-expression or just like feeling strong in your body or like harnessing strength and certainty in your voice, like if you've never done any of that work. And then for the first time, you kind of like start to connect to your body and realize like, oh my God, like it's my body. And like, I get to decide how I want my voice to sound. And like, I get to play with emotions and feeling strong. And like, I get to have fun with my voice. When you start to really learn that and have that click and experience that for the first time, it's almost like this magical moment. And today's episode is going to start to hit on that. And I'm so excited because the truth is that When you're in a place of feeling comfortable and you get to that place of like feeling at peace with yourself and you're in a meeting and you're kind of like calm and comfortable, that's when you get to start having fun because confidence and like feeling strong and powerful in your voice feels so good and so fun. Okay, I feel like I'm really hyping this up. So I now better deliver on this promise. So the pressure, the bar is high right now, but I'm going to try to deliver for you. And the way that I'm going to explain this to you is using the analogy of a traffic light. So red, yellow, green. And this is a framework that you can use to think about the different types of rooms you're in, the different types of meetings you're in, and your relative level of confidence in different types of meetings. So just like a traffic light, red is bad, yellow is meh, and green is good. And so here's how I want you to think about it. I want you to think about every interaction that you have, and this could be both in your professional life and just like in your entire life. Every interaction you have gets categorized in one of the colors of the traffic light. So it is either red, yellow, or green. I'm gonna go with yellow, because I always wonder, are yellow lights orange? So if I say orange, I mean yellow. If I say yellow, I mean orange, but anyway. I want you to imagine that every place that you use your voice in your career, in your life, is either a red situation, a yellow situation, or a green situation. So I'll go from worst to best. So I will start with red, and a red situation are the hardest situations where you feel the least confident, you feel really small, maybe you even feel like physiological symptoms, like maybe your voice is shaking, maybe you find it hard to take a deep breath, or maybe you don't feel those symptoms, but you just feel really intimidated and you feel really small and it's really, really hard for you to be in that room. The red situations are the hardest of the hard. Those are the ones that are really, really, really tough for you. That's red. A yellow situation is a meeting or a situation that is hard, but it's not quite as bad as red. So I think of the red situations as the most extreme 
yellow is challenging, but not quite as big and not quite as big of a challenge as the red. So maybe this is a meeting where sometimes you are able to push yourself to speak up, but you don't feel 100% comfortable. Just like a yellow light is like, should I stop or should I go? It's not quite red. It's not quite green. A yellow meeting, a yellow room, a yellow situation is one where it's not like the worst of the worst. It's not debilitating. It's not horribly, horribly scary, but it's also not easy. It also does feel a little bit hard, just not quite as hard as a red. So that's yellow. And then green, of course, is the best. A green situation is where you feel good, you feel comfortable, you feel relaxed. So the green meetings, the green rooms, the green situations are the ones that are easiest for you, most comfortable, you feel your best. And I really want you to think of parsing the different meetings that you're in or even interactions like You know, even something like, well, this isn't a thing during COVID, but like even something like hallway interactions where you're just talking to someone casually. I know I've certainly like had times in my career where like a one-on-one hallway chat could feel like a red. Like if uh, an older like dude who was very senior would try to talk to me, like especially when I was in like my mid-20s starting out my career, that would sometimes be like code red for me. I would like feel really small. My brain would totally close up. I wouldn't be able to think of anything to say. I would usually like say something that was like kind of weird because it was kind of hard to focus because I felt so afraid and so stressed out in that situation. So when I say like rooms or meetings, what I really mean is just like all kinds of situations where you're interacting with people. But I think that meetings are a really helpful way to think about this and they're a really helpful container for your growth because so many of you have so many meetings all the time. And if you start thinking of your meetings as red, yellow, or green, it'll give you more options for how to grow how to strengthen your voice, and how to exit your comfort zone. So here's what I want to tell you about this traffic light of like red, yellow, and green meetings. And this is so, so, so important. So obviously like a green meeting is easy for you and you feel comfortable. And so I think a lot of times you will naturally assume, okay, Well, if you feel comfortable in a meeting and it's a green, then you don't have to worry about it. And the work that you need to do on your voice and your confidence is in in a yellow meeting or in a red meeting. And the way that I think about this is that's actually not true. And I believe in the way that I do this work is that I think all the meetings, whether it's a green meeting that's really easy for you or a red meeting that's really scary, they're all interdependent. So the way that you show up, the intention that you bring with you to a green meeting is going to have a ripple effect to how you feel and how you show up in yellow meetings or red meetings. And so it's really important to be intentional in every single meeting, regardless of whether it's green or yellow or red. So what I want to walk you through is the different types of meetings and how to approach them so that you can build confidence. And I'm gonna walk you through each of the three colors because I suggest you take a different approach, a different mindset, because depending on how challenging the meeting is, it's going to challenge you in different ways. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna walk you through from green to yellow to red, 
how you can approach these meetings so that in every single meeting you're in, every single interaction you're in, every single conversation you're in, you're being intentional about your growth and you're using that conversation as a place to grow. The way that I think about it is like you're going to have these big meetings in your career or these big conversations or these critical moments, whether it's a a big meeting or a job interview, like there are going to be certain situations that are going to be really important for your professional growth. I think of those situations as you getting on stage and performing for a live audience, like the audience is there, this is real, it counts, it matters. I think of those like big important situations as like you're on stage and you're performing and you want the performance to go well. And then I think of every other interaction you have, whether it's a meeting or a side conversation or whatever. It could even be an email, but I think of every other thing that you do that aren't those big moments that aren't you getting on stage. I think about them all as rehearsals. And just think about it. If you're rehearsing and rehearsing and rehearsing all the time, then when it comes time for the performance, for the big meeting, for the big conversation, for the big interview, for the thing that's high stakes and going to have an impact on the future of your career, if you've been rehearsing in all of the places and really showing up for that, then that stage moment is going to feel really different. And that's why it's so important for you to have intention about how you approach every conversation and every meeting, because it all affects your overall sense of confidence, your overall strength in your voice, your overall connectedness to your voice and your body. It's all you. It all letters back to you. And the more you bolster yourself, the stronger you are when you show up for that really big, important meeting, when it's the night of your performance and you have to get on stage and the stakes are really high. So that's how I think about it. And that's why I'm going to walk you through green and also yellow and red, because actually a green meeting where you might think, well, it's green, I'm comfortable, it's fine, like I don't have work to do, I I should work on the yellow and the red meetings that are hard where I feel small and afraid, that's actually not true. And in fact, green meetings, easy meetings, comfortable conversations, comfortable meetings, places where you feel good. That is like the juiciest, most powerful place where you can start to explore what it looks like to feel stronger and more confident in yourself and your voice. So the way that I want you to think about a green meeting or a green conversation is that you will never have more things going your way, more support, more comfort, more things on your side, more things supporting your confidence than you will have when you are in a meeting that is green. You probably feel more calm. It's probably easier to focus. So this is the best place for you to practice. This is the best place for you to grow. It's sort of like what I was saying before, like with rehearsing for the play. It's like a green meeting is as if you're rehearsing on like a stage that is like really quiet and it's easy to concentrate and you feel really comfortable like in that empty theater. Whereas like a yellow or a red rehearsal is like the theater is like small and constrained and you don't feel good and like there's a window and someone's watching you and so you can't fully relax. You don't get the best rehearsal there. So a green meeting is like you have all the elements working for you. You are the most strong, the most stable, the most solid, the most confident you're ever going to feel. That is the best place to begin to play. 
Your voice can do so many things beyond what it does when you're just in default mode and when you're just feeling comfortable and you're just in that meeting. You can add vigor into your voice. You can add conviction into your voice. You can add strength into your voice. You can add power into your voice. You can add confidence into your voice, right? You can try to feel more powerful in your body. You can try on different versions of yourself, different leadership styles, different ways of speaking and running a meeting and taking up space. When you are comfortable and you are in a meeting that is easy and a meeting that is green, that is the perfect place to play. What would I speak like if I felt even more confident? How would I be in this conversation or how would I run this meeting if I was even more of a powerful leader, if I took more accountability, if I wanted my voice to land with more strength and more impact, what would I do? This literally looks like having fun with the play of showing up as a bigger version of yourself. And it's the easiest that it's ever going to be because you feel calm and comfortable in that meeting and in that space. This is why when people rehearse for a play, they don't rehearse in in front of the audience, right? There's an element of like, you want that low pressure so you can get comfortable, so you can get into it, so you can kind of like loosen and warm things up. And that's why that green meeting is the best place. A red meeting, a meeting that's really hard is gonna be the hardest, worst place to bolster your confidence. A green meeting is going to be the easiest place. And the beautiful thing is that what happens in a green meeting is going to translate out into a yellow meeting and a red meeting. So as you begin to adjust how you show up and as you begin to project more power and certainty and leadership in your voice and in how you show up in that meeting, you begin to see yourself as someone who is stronger and is more confident and you bring that version of you into the yellow meeting and into the red meeting, but you built it in the green meeting. You built it in the place that was easier. You practiced when the stakes weren't so high so that you could feel what it feels like to engage in new ways, in more powerful ways, before you enter into an environment that's already challenging for you. So I really want you to think of green meetings as a playground. Think about kids on a playground. Think about when you were a kid and you got to go to the playground, like classes out and you get that recess or whatever's happening and you run out and there's monkey bars and a slide and there's sand and it's like, where do I even go first? Do I go to the swings? Do I build a sandcastle? Like, what do I even want to do? It's so fun. There's so much to play with. A green meeting is a playground because you already feel comfortable. You're already fine. The stakes aren't very high. There's not much that can go wrong. You feel good. You feel solid. And so use that playground to play. Play with your voice. And I share this a lot with people. If you're if you're like, okay, Jess, like what the hell does that mean? Play with my voice. Here's a simple starting point for that. Find someone whose communication style you love and you think is really strong and really powerful and really effective, and also someone whose communication style feels authentic to you. So I don't suggest finding someone who feels completely different from you, but someone who you find relatable, who you're like, oh, I love how that person speaks, and then ask yourself what qualities about it you love and literally practice bringing those qualities into your voice. And it can be into the tonality of your voice, like how your voice sounds, or you can practice like running the meeting with like a little more badassery, you know, like just think about how you're in the space and how you're being in the space. And could you be showing up more? Could you be showing up bigger? The answer is always yes, by the way, like 
always, always yes. There are always things you can do. But if you're like, what the heck does that mean? One of the easiest ways to think about like what you're trying to play with in your voice is to find role models or find examples out in the world of people whose communication style you love and be like, okay, cool. If I brought like five or 10% more of that into my voice, what would that sound like? So that's what I suggest you do in a green meeting And some of your most powerful growth in your voice and in your confidence isn't always going to happen in the rooms that are red and yellow. It is going to happen in those rooms that are green. And it's so important for me to draw your attention to that because it's such a wonderful, juicy, untapped opportunity for you to really change how you view yourself, change your own self-concept and begin to see yourself as stronger and more powerful and cultivate that in the spaces where it's easiest to do that. So that is green. And now I want to talk about yellow because yellow is so treacherous. Oh my gosh. I I feel like yellow is worse than red. And I'll tell you why. It's worse than red for the same reason that a yellow light is worse than a red light, right? Like when a light is green, we're like, okay, cool. I'm going. The light is green. When a light is red, we're like, oh, the light is red. I better not run the red light. Like, I better stop. But when a light is yellow, it's like the worst. I don't know if this is how you drive, but like for me, how I drive is like, should I go? Should I not? Am I a granny driver or am I a daredevil? Like, what am I? And I have like this split second to decide and it feels very treacherous. And just like going through a yellow light is like kind of like you prefer if it's just red or green. Yellow meetings can be that way, too, because it's not so scary and so paralyzing that you really are barely going to talk and you're probably just going to stay quiet through most of it or literally like just try to get through it. But there is an opportunity to talk. There is an opportunity to jump in. But you haven't gotten to the point where it's comfortable yet. It's not quite green yet. And so it's like exhausting because you're doing this dance a lot of the times of like, well, should I speak or should I not? Should I push myself or should I not? And while green meetings, I think, are really good for, like, play and trying on this version of you and your strength and your voice that is, like, more robust and more powerful, I think that yellow meetings are the perfect place to exercise the muscle of jumping off the ledge. And actually, jumping off the ledge is a concept that I wrote about in my ebook, which I'll link below if you want to get my ebook. It's an ebook on assertiveness that I wrote. It's free. But jumping off the ledge is this muscle of pushing yourself to do the thing. So often, you know, if you have like a goal, like speaking up, for example, and it's something you want to do, the reason you don't do that is because there are parts of you and there are things going on in your brain that don't want you to speak up. It's scary, right? So it's like you're on a ledge going, let's say, bungee jumping, where you know that you're not going to die because people don't die going bungee jumping like it is safe, but your brain is still really scared. And it's that muscle of feeling fear and feeling everything in you want to stay on the ledge and not jump off. It's that muscle of being like, all right, I'm just going to go. Just like when there's a yellow light and you have that moment where you're like, I'm going, I'm going, right? Like, I feel so badass when I do. I'm, I'm, look at me, look at my life. The thing that makes me feel badass is going through a yellow light. This tells you some stuff about me. But like, that's like when you, you know, that's the feeling that I get, at least. I don't know if you get it, but when you're approaching the yellow light and then you make that choice, because you know that if you hesitate, that's going to lead to problems. You know that hesitating 
could get you stuck running a red light. So you kind of need to make the choice of like, am I slowing down or am I speeding up? And so that jumping off the ledge is learning to catch your brain in the indecision, learning to see your brain being like, should I speak up? Should I not speak up? Should I run the yellow light? Should I stop and wait for it to turn red? It's learning to see your brain doing that, that back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and catching that. Step one is noticing that it's happening, noticing that your mind is doing that. Then step two is step on the gas, right? Pedal to the metal of like, oh, I see what this is. And if I want to make it through this yellow light, like I have to book it. That's the skill that I suggest that you develop in a meeting that is yellow. It is the skill of putting your foot on the gas when you have that thought of like, well, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should just like stop and slow down. And what I want to point out to you is that this is not the same as speaking up and then speaking up perfectly. I don't think a yellow meeting is about proving to yourself how amazingly eloquent you are and how strong of a speaker you are. That's what green is for. You have this beautiful rehearsal situation in a green meeting where you feel comfortable and calm and cool and collected. That is where you practice that. A yellow meeting is just for the muscle of pushing yourself off the ledge, saying the thing, jumping in the conversation. Of course, I want it to sound good. Of course, I want you to sound good. But I suggest constraining your focus to building that muscle. Because as long as that muscle is weak and as long as you haven't strengthened that muscle of like, well, my mind is telling me not to, but I really want to. And like that muscle of going through the yellow light it's just going to be so hard for you to jump into situations because you're constantly going to be getting in your own way and holding yourself back and second guessing yourself, right? So step one is just to learn to get comfortable getting your voice out there. And it doesn't need to be perfect. And I know that you want it to be perfect, but it's really, really hard in like yellow meetings to be like, I'm going to speak up and it's going to be the most amazing thing and it's going to be perfect. And that's what ends up sabotaging you and not making you take any action at all because you're putting so much pressure on yourself for it to sound perfect and to say the perfect thing that it feels so impossible, right? When you constrain your goal and you focus and you're like, okay, my goal is just to learn how to run the yellow light. My goal is just to learn how to push myself off the ledge and say the thing. That's so much more digestible for your mind. It's so much less overwhelming and it gives you the chance to actually do it, to actually like do the scary action and celebrate yourself for that. And as you get more comfortable pushing yourself off of the ledge and as you get more comfortable building that muscle of like, okay, I'm just going to jump in, what happens is those yellow meetings start feeling a little bit greener. Like maybe they don't become fully green, but they become greener because you've been practicing and you've done it over and over and you see like, oh, I can totally jump into the conversation. I can totally share. It's fine. And then as that meeting starts to feel greener and you feel more comfortable, then you have more capacity, more mental space to focus on like, okay, how can I refine what I'm saying? How can I make it land even better? How can I sound even more confident, right? Then you go back into that green space of how can I play with greater strength and greater confidence. And so it is that yellow muscle that gives you the freedom, gives you the room, gives you the space then over time to have more of a green experience in that yellow meeting and then to share things that are of a higher quality. 
What you share is important. It does matter. But when you're building your voice and your confidence, like you can't do 30 things well at once. And I think this is where we get in our own way because we have our starting point and we have our end point and we want one action that gets us from the start to the end when really it's like 20 actions or 100 actions or 200 actions that are gonna get you there and you're gonna improve in phases. It's gonna be an iterative process. It's not gonna be like a one-time thing. So you just have to start. And I promise you are your own worst critic. It is so easy for our minds to notice like what we said weird or what came out awkward. And so often other people in the meeting are in their heads <laughs> worried about what they're saying and how awkward they're sounding. Just like you're, you're probably not obsessing as much over other people as you are over yourself. So with yellow meetings, I really suggest you make your primary focus just building the muscle, just learning how to get past your brain's hesitations and push yourself off that ledge. And man, that is such an empowering skill to build the ability to get out of your own way when your brain is trying to prevent you from doing something that you know is going to help you grow. When you learn to do that in meetings, you'll get better at doing that in other places and you'll become more daring overall. Like this muscle of, oh, like I want to do it and I'm holding myself back. Building the muscle to get past that and take the action That will change your entire career. It'll change your whole career because I guarantee that if you're holding yourself back in yellow meetings, you're also holding yourself back in terms of taking initiative and reaching out to people and doing other things that are not as meeting centric, right? So you do develop this muscle of like, okay, I see that I'm holding myself back and I'm going to do the thing even though it feels hard and scary and things will feel so fun. You'll feel freer. Your performance will be better. Everything will be better. So trust me on this when I say that this is important to focus on and that it is worth focusing on this before you focus on like, oh, I want the thing that I share to land perfectly. That being said, if you want the thing that you share to land perfectly, my executive presence course tells you what you need to do to do that too. Okay, and now on to red meetings. Oh, and these are so treacherous. Red are like the code red situations where like your brain is like blaring the siren of like, I hate this. This is uncomfortable. I don't want to be here. This is scary. This is awful. And I think that red meetings are the place where you focus the least on your growth because the elements are most working against you, right? You're not feeling comfortable. It's feeling really hard. And it's harder than just that yellow light of pushing you through. It just feels really, really difficult. And what I suggest for red meetings is you keep your goal very, very small. And I actually like to use red situations in my life, like situations that feel really hard, I like to use them as situations to practice being kinder to myself, allowing myself to take the tiniest baby step possible. And I also love to use red situations to practice forgiveness because I think what happens a lot when we're feeling really challenged is we start beating ourselves up because it's so hard. So you may have this experience of being in a meeting that's red and it feels hard and you feel small and you feel awful And there's a part of you that's like, oh my gosh, why is this so hard for me? This shouldn't be so hard for me. And you're kind of like railing on yourself because of it. And that actually makes it harder for you to grow, harder for you to build confidence because instead of supporting yourself, you're being like your own worst enemy. 
And so I think a red meeting, because it's so hard and because there's so much power that you can build in yellow meetings and green meetings, I don't think that red meetings, the really hard meetings, the really hard places have to be or need to be the place where you're proving to yourself how powerful you are. And in fact, the hardest situations can be the ones where you practice softening into yourself and giving yourself room to be human and imperfect and messy. It doesn't mean that you might not have moments or instances where you do want to push yourself and you do want to give yourself the opportunity to speak up and really challenge yourself in a red meeting. But it does mean that you have lots of opportunities to challenge and push yourself in green and yellow meetings. And because being kind to yourself and forgiving yourself for struggling with something, because those are skills that are so, so, so important to build, why not explore them in a place where it is going to be really hard for you to be kind to yourself and in a place where probably being kind to yourself and forgiving yourself and allowing yourself to be messy and human is going to be one of the most helpful things you can do. I think so often when we're in a hard situation, like a situation that's red, we're like so upset with ourselves and so ashamed that it's so hard that we want to bypass all those crappy feelings that we're feeling and quickly prove to ourselves that we can do it, right? And so it's like you put all this pressure of like, well, I must do well in this red situation when really it's like a fear of just being with yourself through the bad feelings, you know, and it's a fear of experiencing that struggle and really being in that vulnerable place where you're in a struggle, you don't have a solution yet, and it's still hard. And I think so often we want to bypass that and get good at it really quickly so we don't have to feel that. And I think we lose an opportunity to have greater intimacy with ourselves. And actually, I think you lose an opportunity to build confidence when you can't just slow down and be there for yourself in the really hard situations. Because the more that you practice that and the more that you learn that you can be with yourself when it's hard, you can be with a bad emotion, you know how to weather that storm, the less afraid you become of those situations and the more willing you become to take on risks because you're not so afraid of feeling bad or being messy or being human or being imperfect. And I know there's so much pressure in the corporate space to be perfect. And I know that if I had heard this at a certain point in my career, I would be like, well, like she doesn't understand because like, you know, in my workplace, like I am expected to be like X, Y, and Z. And I, I totally get that. And I have had at least my own version of that. But what I have found is that squeezing myself into that perfect, you know, outcome in a situation that's really hard, it would just end up putting so much pressure on me that I would perpetuate this cycle of like, well, this is hard and then I failed at it and this is hard and then I failed at it. And so red meetings and red situations for me would feel like constant failure because I was like, yep, I just got to show up perfect and then I didn't got to show up perfect, then I didn't. And so the way to interrupt one way to interrupt that cycle is to say, okay, cool, I'm just going to practice not being an asshole to myself. Like that's just what I'm going to practice. And Sometimes it is that small win or that ability to be like, okay, I told myself I was going to do that thing. I set that tiny goal. I tried that new thing and I did it. That gives you that feeling of like, oh my gosh, I'm like in control of my life. I'm empowered. I can make choices. I can approach things differently. And those experiences have the power to shift your perspective and help you see like, great, I'm getting better at being nice to myself. I'm, get, I'm getting better at not being like so mean to myself. What else can I do? What can I do next? And it can really empower you for the future. So 
in a red situation, don't get fooled into thinking and like taking that really short sighted view of like, well, I just need to prove to myself that I can do this because this is the hardest thing and I need to be able to do the hardest thing. I think that can be tantalizing and that can feel like, oh, it's going to solve your all your problems. But really working through red situations, working through harder situations takes time. So that's not how it's going to look. And when you do that, you miss the opportunity to slow down and give yourself what you really need, which is just like a little dose of like, look, I know this is hard and you might feel awful and I have your back anyway. And I'm going to try really hard to just be kind and understanding of you, of me, of myself, right? Like this is what you're saying to yourself. You miss the opportunity for that. And so much confidence gets built in that moment. And it, it deepens your capacity as a leader. I was just talking to someone about this recently, how when you expand your own capacity to be with your messy humanness and to not be an asshole to yourself and to just allow yourself to be in that icky, messy place of like, this is hard and I'm struggling. When you become adept at navigating that space from an emotionally mature place, your ability to lead your people from a place of like, genuine compassion and empathy and understanding gets so, so high. And you begin leading with a lot more heart because you've given that heart to yourself. You're not so afraid of your own struggles, your own demons, your own skeletons. And so you can relate to other people's skeletons also with more like genuine understanding and genuine compassion and genuine kindness. I really believe that when we have inner work to do that we haven't done on ourselves, it spills out onto the people that we manage and onto the teams that we manage. And I also believe that the reverse is true, that when we do the inner work on on ourselves, that positive impact also spills out into the people around us. And so if you if you're thinking about like your leadership and you're thinking, oh, well, like leadership means I have to show up for this red meeting and be strong and tough and perfect. No, 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 no. Leadership means you need to learn how to show up for that red meeting and have understanding for yourself and have the emotional maturity and the intimacy with yourself to be able to be with yourself through that hard situation. That is way more important for your leadership skill set than proving to yourself that you can be in the hardest, hardest, hardest situation ever and still be perfect, right? Like, that's just not how it works. And I'm not saying that I don't want you to be gritty and push yourself, but I would love for you to think about being gritty and pushing yourself in the yellow situations where it's not quite so overwhelming, not quite so hard. And that look, that doesn't mean there aren't going to be moments where it's going to be really freaking hard and you're just going to show up. And I think that's beautiful and wonderful. But that will be such a better experience if you do that, having cultivated the skill to be self-aware, to be kind to yourself, to be able to have your own back when things are really, really hard and when you're at that edge that feels really, really intense. So to summarize, to bring it all back to the traffic light, we have green, yellow, and red. Green are the situations where you're the most comfortable. Yellow are like a little bit tricky. Red are really, really hard. The place where you play with confidence the most and you explore that bigger version of you is green because you're comfortable and everything is working for you. So that is your playground. Yellow is where you practice the muscle of saying, I'm doing it. And you stop your mind from doing that tango of like, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I? And you learn to recognize that and you learn to take action in spite of that and run through the yellow light. 
And red is where you give yourself space to be human and messy and you practice being kind to yourself. And that doesn't mean that you can't push yourself or challenge yourself in a red situation, but just be aware, are you challenging yourself from a place of like being ashamed of your struggles and just trying to be perfect right away? Or are you challenging yourself from a place of like genuinely having compassion for yourself and having your own back and genuinely wanting to try your best at this red situation? So just be really aware of that. Okay, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you for tuning in. I would love to hear what you think. I'm going to put in the show notes my contact information. I'm going to put my free course on executive presence, which is called Speak Like a CEO. It complements this episode really, really nicely, actually. So if this is an area that's important to you that you are working on and that you are focused on, I definitely suggest taking the course and it's free. So there's no downside whatsoever. I will link that in the show notes also. And if you want to work with me, you can learn more at justguzzitcoaching.com. As of this episode coming out, I may or may not be taking one-on-one clients, but my website will always have the most up-to-date information. And even if I am not taking on -on one-on-one clients, the sooner that you join the wait list, then the sooner you can get the next spot that opens up. So if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can go to jessicasatcoaching.com slash coaching. I'll link that below. The coaching work that I do is focused on your voice and your confidence and your ability to show up as a powerful leader, which like, man, once you start to have these things in place, your career changes and what you believe to be possible for yourself changes. It's it's fantastic work. It's transformational. It's such an honor for me to get to walk people, like to walk next to people on that journey. And so you can learn more on my website. And if you want me to do a workshop or coaching through your company, you can go to jessguzzitcoaching.com. I will also put the link to that section of my website below in the show notes. And that's it for now. I want to send you all the love, all the support. And I really want you to take away from this episode that you're in control. It is your life. It is your career. You make all the decisions. And I think so often we forget that that's true. And we feel like we're not in control and we don't have options and we don't have choices, but you do. And I hope that this red, yellow, green framework, if nothing, you know, helps remind you that you get to decide what your goals are and your intentions are for these rooms. And the choices you make and the way that you show up, I promise you, will have a significant impact on your growth and your evolution. It's just how it works. When you take new action, when you try new things, you start rolling that ball forward. And sometimes it's like a big, heavy ball that you're like trying to get it rolling and you start doing these things and it feels like nothing is working and it feels like it's not moving. But eventually you start to gain some momentum and you're like, oh my gosh, it's working. I'm getting more strong. I'm getting more confident. This is amazing. So trust me on this and take the action. Take it for yourself. Take it for yourself in like a decade from now. Like think of how you'll be different in one year, five year, 10 years if you start showing up differently today, right? Like the power of deciding and having intention and taking action and sticking with it even when it gets hard is like enormous. You cannot underestimate it. That is why I love coaching so much. All right, I'm gonna sign off. I hope you have such a beautiful week. It's been an honor to talk to you. I'll catch you next week. I have a fantastic interview. I'm interviewing a friend of mine, Amy, who does red carpet interviews and asking her all about like confidence and presence. So it's going to be a really fun one. I'm super pumped. And with that, 
I will catch you next week and have a wonderful, wonderful day. All right. Bye.